Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, uh, Louisa, tell me, uh, what's your morning routine? Oh, God. It's your morning every routine. Morning. Routine. Are you, are you a good morning person? No, I'm awful. Oh, but no. I try and make myself get up in the morning. So if I don't have anything, if I don't have work until the afternoon, I have to make sure I go to the gym or have something to do in the morning so I have to get up because otherwise I just won't. Dude, I'm the same man. Listen, I wake up every single morning, I look in the mirror and I look at myself and go, hey, <laughs> you're going to eat that victory again today. I do that and I That's go... Great. And then I go, yum, yum. It tastes like <laughs> vanilla. Say that every morning to myself in the mirror. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I say, hey, Triumph tastes like what, Jamie? And I say, like a Mars bar. (laughs) You might might just be eating a Mars bar, though. I don't eat Mars bars because I I go to the gym, so I wouldn't eat a Mars bar. Really? Yeah, I don't don't really eat this. So do you you not feel sort of creative in the morning when you're lying in bed? No? No way. Like, I have to, like, I will not get up until, unless I've got an alarm. Oh, really? Like I can't do it. Yeah, I'm just not a morning person. What's your alarm? Uh, what's like, your alarm? It sounds like sparkles. Oh. No, yeah. it doesn't. It's not like that. It's the worst. My one. dog wakes up at that one, and he then jumps on me, and so I found a, like a happy medium where I've got like, a very relaxing al- alarm clock. Wait, hang on. So the sparkle one. So so what does it, it go? It sounds it's like, like chimes and oh, like things. a wind chime. Yeah, mm. that would really scare nice. the shit out of me. Really? In every in every horror movie or like a movie about hurricanes, the which are very connected, the two, <laughs> both are terrifying. <laughs> they should make one which is just like a really rusty fence blowing in the wind. <laughs> I wake up to babies crying. That's what. I do you? I, yeah, yeah. Gets Do me, you really? Gets me really excited. That's we just stop weird. stealing babies because <laughs> I'm like, shut up, shut up. Oh my god, that'd make me angry. That's not what I want to hear anymore. What? Your babies crying makes you angry. Yeah, you're the devil. <laughs> what are you talking yeah, about? That baby? Babies crying is extremely it's annoying. It's not the most relaxing sound. Jamie, I guess Jamie's pretending like he's really like he, he wants. He wants you to say you're going to be a really great dad. Yeah, it's not happening, mate. <laughs> that's what it is. That's all he's getting because he thinks that's going to get him laid. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you always go really OTT with babies. You're like, oh, they're like speaking to them like they're as cute as like a duckling or something. Yeah, they are. Babies are very cute, and also they're I, not as cute as a duckling. Trust me, trust me. When I walk down the street, or okay. a baby lamb. No, baby, baby lamb. lambs are much. Baby lambs are cute. Babies. Okay, what's cuter, a baby polar bear or a baby lamb? A uh, baby lamb, I think. What are you? Baby ma- polar bear. Hundred percent. I mean, polar bears are very cute, but I, have you seen a baby lamb? I see them every day. I give. Do a, you? Yeah. Why? Because I live next to a field of sheep. <laughs> <laughs> he lives in a tent in a field, and he. Oh, yeah. that's lovely. But I, I used to have a pet lamb called Lambert, and I used to feed it in a, for a bottle. I, I raised it from a oh. from a baby, fed it with a bottle, and used to take it on walks on a lead. Yeah, but then... Oh, the that's po- cute. Don't, don't, no. no then when like, oh, you're getting... I'm giving him the reaction that you wanted. Yeah, what, the, what is that? <laughs> yeah, you, you, you wanted that with babies. Baby lambs work. <laughs> Sorry. Listen, I protect babies. What are you talking about, baby lambs feeding? You no, know, babies are very, very cute. I just don't like the idea of waking up to baby screaming. No, they're not, they're not cute when they cry. 
Listen, I like all types of babies. I like them when they cry, when they laugh, when they puke, when they poop, when See, they pee. Oh. Trying to get you. Well. Go on, say it. You're oh, <laughs> so lovely. Just give him what he wants. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Private Parts Podcast. This is where we read the most intimate sort of details of our lives. Uh, Join in the studio today, Louisa Johnson. Hello. Hello. Joined Hello. in the studio. You got it wrong again. Join, join, joining us in the studio. Joining us in the studio. I think joined in this the studios kind of are we right. joined yeah we I mean, can we yeah. can join i feel like we are all three of us very joined you know uh, on the same kind of like table men no mentality level i feel like we have a sort of connection all three of us yeah. it's over there like that splitter yeah i do hey listen also you came all the way from essex i did yeah essex is like texas it's so big <laughs> it is the weirdest thing I've ever heard it is honestly it, it, I think do you think it is quite big actually I didn't mm. know there was many places in Essex I wouldn't like, I wouldn't lot. necessarily describe have you been to Texas it's no but <laughs> I very different to Essex I can imagine <laughs> I guess no because Essex I, I, the reason why I think Texas and Essex are the same oh. is because they're both because like the they've world. got an X in them <laughs> yeah they both have an X in them they both are, are like the wild west Right. Yeah. In Essex, mm. I feel like it's a bit like the Wild West. I feel like when you walk in Essex, if you walk into a bar and you see something... I mean, it's, it's pretty not, wild. It's, it's also not in the West. Never eat shredded wheat. No, it's not. Where is it? It's, well, it's, it's sort of east, southeast. Like yeah. southeast. But it is, it is one of those places where, you know, everyone is a bit kind of like, you know... It's a, a bit, bit wild. Kind of, this is my territory. If you step on it... Yeah, that's true. That is true. Because and everyone's I've had a few friends from London come to me and be like... I feel awkward. Anywhere I go, I just feel like I'm not meant to be here. You don't have any sheep in Essex? No. Oh, well, no, we do, but I've not really seen many. No. So it's, it's a, quite quite countryside, isn't it, yeah. Essex? Which yeah, it does, it does. I don't have. really feel like it is, but it, it's that other people that live in London is, I guess. So, so, do you, so do you prefer do you prefer city life or do you prefer country life? I prefer city nightlife, but I prefer... Not like country nightlife? Living, no, I prefer living... In the country. So you, so you're a country girl, you grew up in Essex. Mm. Um, what was it like growing up in your household? Because um, you have a like, younger brother, right? Yeah, I've got a younger brother. My family's like separated, so I have stepsisters, hey, stepbrothers. Oh, yeah. God, we've got a big family. How but big? we're all super close. So I have two step... No, I have... Oh, my God. I have a brother, a stepbrother, a sister, a stepsister. And that's it. Yep. So the big immediate sort of yeah. family. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, I, I beat you on that one because I have... Have you got more? Yeah, I got more. I, oh, got, a, uh, I got a half-brother, mm-hmm. a half-sister, another half-sister, a real brother, a real sister, a step-brother wow. and a step-brother. Oh, my God. Yeah. So and you have a lot. Of- I have a lot. But it's weird, though, like coming from... Yeah, but how many cousins do you have? <laughs> oh, God, I don't even know. I don't know. How many cousins? I don't know. 40, if I I've named- got 47 <gasps> first cousins. No, you haven't. Yeah, I do. Are you serious? Yeah. You've got 47. Yeah, on both sides, yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. As in 47 what? and 47? No, so 47 collectively on my oh, mother right. and my dad's side. Okay, but I feel like that's a lot of cousins to have. Mm. That's quite a... Your and that's not, even, that's, that's, not, that's not even including uh, the children of my cousins. Do you have to buy them all presents? Uh, not really. <laughs> no. Right. no, none yeah. of us buy each other then presents anymore. <laughs> Hey, but Louise, tell me, so you, so your parents divorced and you grew up yeah. in Essex. Did you live at your mum's or your dad's house? I lived at my mum's. Yeah, and why does that always get, happen? I don't know, it's I weird. did the same. Because, like, when I was younger, I always used to want to live with my dad. But then when I went to my dad, I wanted to be with my mum. And it was like, yeah. ah, head, head fuck. Head fuck. Yeah. Did you have the same as me where you used to... Did your I, dad spoil you more than your mum? No, but my dad was, like, a bit more lenient. 
Yeah. So I did enjoy going there, and I had a like my it was more sister is like eight days older than me, so we would get along really well. So your dad would let you go and party at like eleven and go to nightclubs. I mean, he wouldn't let me do that. <laughs> eleven? Yeah. But Way too late. <laughs> yeah. Is that? <laughs> when did you start partying? Um, eight. No, I meant I meant to be out. Oh. <laughs> so did I. So did I. But it's weird. I remember when my parents, my parents got divorced when I was eight years old, and mine too. And you too. When I was eight. Yeah. Weird. When same we, time. I wonder if they got together and they said, "Hey, let's just <laughs> let's just collectively divorce, just uh, yeah, just yeah. so that Jamie and Francis will one day start a podcast and talk about it, <laughs> talk about it on it." Well, it works. Yeah, it's worked right now. When? How old were you when you were? Parents? I was three. Oh, so you were baby? Yeah, I had no idea. Like. I just remember them being together very briefly. But I don't really know what it's like to have. Like, mm. But I think weirdly, and then, yeah, same as me. So, but when my parents divorced, we would obviously do the same as you, where we'd have to split up time. So mm. you would have to go for like two weeks in the summer to like my dad's house and two weeks in the summer yeah. to my mum's house. And I remember every single time I had to go, I would start crying. because It's I, a long time. It's a long time. And you would yeah. settle in one place and then you'd have to move to another place. Yeah. And it was like super hectic. Mm. I used to do alternative weekends so on a normal weekend it'd be my mum's and then the next one would be my dad's and the next one would be my mum's and Christmas Year's as well we used to just swap, swap around yeah and then sometimes just, you wouldn't want to go and it was no. like yeah and you would have to do it and you'd be like I don't want to I want to yeah. stay at my mum's but then my dad used to give me bigger stockings so I used to not like the things you put on, just the actual, oh, yeah. you know, like Father Christmas stockings. <laughs> Fishnet. <laughs> yeah, he used to give me, put those fishnets oh, on. So we used to have that. So I quite like going to my dad's. But then what were you like? So you grew up in Essex, yeah. you're a big West Ham fan. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the football results? Have you been watching it? Mm, not as much this season, to be honest. Yeah. I'm like on and off. I'm not like die hard, but when mm. I'm there, I am. If that makes sense. I get that question all the time. People always say to me, uh, what football team do you support? I always go Chelsea. And then they go, all right. Uh, so you... how are they doing? And, yeah, and, and you, go, like, <laughs> you go, okay. yeah, 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 sweet. Uh, do you, and I just go Like I Drogba. follow it. I definitely follow it, but I'm not like... Do you shout out anything. stuff at the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like what, like, My dad what? is like the biggest West Ham fan and he'd probably kill me for saying that. But like he is just obsessed same with my brother France and I went up to uh, Edinburgh to do this podcast show we took it on tour right mm. and uh, we went and had an interview afterwards and we were we were doing the same thing Francis walks in he knocked over like a, like a glass and I went Francis you never do anything that's not like awkward and clumsy <laughs> and he turned to me and said I've never heard you say anything but racist comments <laughs> no no you, you always tell it wrong <laughs> what, what did you say <laughs> no you said I've never been with you when you haven't done something clumsy and I said, I've never been with you when you haven't said something racist. <laughs> yeah, in I front mean. of this journalist. And I was like, he's kidding. And Francis went, no, I'm not. And I went, no, oh, he, no. he really is But kidding. you say it with such a serious face. You can just tell already you're that kind of person who just plays it cool and just doesn't Yeah, he doesn't care. It he doesn't give well, it away. Because it's, it's almost funnier watching Jamie deny it. That's <laughs> <laughs> just ridiculous. Okay, so you were growing up in Essex, yeah. and uh, what were you like as a kid? Were you were you were you kind um, of a were you kind of a girly girl? Were you a tomboy? Were you? Kind I wasn't of... really a girly girl. I've never been too much of a girly girl. I was quite a quiet child. I think <clears throat> um, around like my circle of people, I was like very outgoing and crazy and weird. But like around, if someone had just met me, they'd be like, "Oh, she's very shy and timid," which mm. I, I was quite shy and, t- and timid. I still am. 
if you don't know me that well. But I don't think you are, though. I don't think you're. T- I've got better. I've got grown in confidence a lot more. But when I was at school and stuff, I just, I just wasn't really like that unless I was with like my friends. But what, what do you think is the biggest thing that's caused you to grow in confidence? Would you say? Uh, my job. Yeah. I've had to because you've had to I've do just it. I've right? had to just be all out there so it's pushed you out of your comfort zone yeah and even when I do it sometimes like even today I was like oh I'm nervous I don't really like talking I get really scared about public talking and if I was to talk in front of a massive crowd I would shit myself but but people are like but you sing but I've been doing it since I was three so it doesn't mean like to me it's just no I just I I can't I will get into all of that stuff but there's just no way I went and watched you I went and watched you uh, when you won X Factor yeah um Weirdly, I actually, as you walked past, I, you sh- I shouted you at you. And you, you did it. <laughs> and I think well, you just. Strange. I, I think, yeah, I just. I was like, Louisa! <laughs> Louisa! <laughs> Louisa! And you just, you just didn't even, even acknowledge me. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> which I hate you for, because that's why, thank God, now we can have it out. Yeah. Why didn't you respond? But there were, I remember looking around and it was in. God, that was obviously really, really hurt your, your feelings. <laughs> it didn't hurt my feelings at all. No? i oh, sorry. Well, you did bring it up. So. No, well, I'm just saying there was a, it was a very, Obviously. look, if I'm totally honest, so, there were a lot of people there. Okay, there was a lot of people there. Probably didn't hear him. I was, I was being muffled by everyone else's screams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I climbed on top of the small child to get to you <laughs> and then... <laughs> And you loved small yeah. children. Yeah, yeah, but I'll, I'll use them, oh, I'll really use them as a table if I have to get <laughs> what I want. But when I was there, Ken, it was in this... I, I, I don't, it wasn't the O2, it was... Um, Are- Wembley Arena. There we go, the other one. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying, How many yeah. people can go in Wembley Arena? 80,000. 80,000. 80, no, that's stadium. Oh, so you were I think it's 10 or 11. No, no. 11 no. people. Thousand. Oh. <laughs> no, no, come on, just pick it up again. Like, it's eighty. It's one hundred eighty thousand people were there watching you. I counted them. They were watching you. <laughs> they were watching you perform. Okay, you're funny, but you know that is true. And not only beside the fact that how many million, you know, twelve, thirteen million people were watching at home. Yeah. And you're the seventeen year old girl who's a little bit timid from school. And yes, you've been doing it your entire life, but getting on stage there. I mean, I'm going to swear. Holy shit! That's the most intense atmosphere yeah. if you are quite you well know. it must have been quite an adrenaline rush yeah the whole experience for me i was i was speaking to someone the other day actually about it and it was just the most weird amazing crazy fucked up experience that i've ever been in in my life because i literally came from school so to go from school to learning like english maths and science to doing that is just weird did you, that's the did only you, did way you, I can describe it. It's just weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's just, it's, yeah. it's, 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 well, it's on earth. It's, complete, complete, it's completely normal. Uh, hey, uh, James abnormal. Padlock, one, two, three. <laughs> Doorknob. What's the other one? You say shotgun. What? What? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. I, we didn't say the same thing. <laughs> yeah, we said something together. I sensed it. I, no, we said it's completely. Anyway, we digress. For, for a for 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 a seventeen year old girl to leave school, but did you leave school? Or did you did you finish your A levels? Or no, I didn't. I went wow. to college for like a month, and then I didn't really like it because I hated school. It's probably not fun after you've been on X Factor. And oh no! So I didn't go back after X Factor. I meant before. I, well, I left school. I went to college for a month, and then. Went on X Factor. Oh right, so yeah. you didn't leave school. I think you weren't. Oh no, at I didn't school. go back. You, you no. weren't at school when you were doing X Factor. No, no, no. But, but also, you'd you, already left. Yeah. yeah. But also, you know, I suppose the annoying thing is 
when you have these chats, right, that everyone, you know, whenever ever has a chat about me, they're like, look, we want to talk about Great British Bake Off. Mm. That's what they always, they go like, I know you from that show. But with you, it's always like X Factor, right? Yeah. That's, that's the big thing that they always ask you. So you kind of get bored of talking. But it is an interesting thing to get into because you're, you were this young girl who, when you started singing as well, when did you know that you had, because your voice, but this is not me um. sucking up to you in any way, but it's going to sound like this. Your voice is unbelievable. Thank you. No, but it really is. Thank you. I said in a in a. What are you looking at? He's like, oh, he's doing it again. Yeah, he's he's not, doing the not. baby thing again. Listen, this is this is not doing the baby thing again. <laughs> really not. It's being sweet and it's just being genuine. nice. It's just being nice. But it's true. Your your voice is incredible. Thank uh, you. When you were younger, when did you realise that you were you singing in the car like and the wheels um, on the bus go around and your parents or in the turn around? I think I was like I've always loved singing and performing. But I think I was about six and I was at Haven, you know, the caravan place. Oh, I thought you went Heaven the Gay Club. <laughs> yeah, I went Not at well. six. Yes. <laughs> Not at six. No, I was at Haven, that holiday home. And I always used to go over here with my dad. And I loved Whitney Houston. I just remember loving her so much. And there was like this competition on and my dad knew I could sing. I don't even remember when I knew I could sing. I, mm. I don't know. But I just remember this is my, my first memory. So he was like, you need to do it. You need to sing at this competition. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do it. Like, I'm, I don't know the song very well. I wanted to do a Whitney song. So anyway, I sat in the car for like six hours on, uh, what was it? Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You on repeat. So I learned it and learned it and learned it. And I, yeah, I was six. You're six years old and you're singing one of the hardest songs ever sung. <laughs> yeah, but I forgot the words. Halfway through of the performance, I forgot like a whole verse. And I just stood on stage like crying my eyes oh, out. Man. And my dad came over to me like hold, held and my hand. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, hit you. Come on. <laughs> this song. <laughs> he was like, I wanted you to fucking win this. <laughs> you're not going home until we fucking win this. <laughs> Get back out there. So anyway, he came over, held my hand. Um, and then, like, I just, I just got some confidence back, and I just started remembering the words. And then, yeah, I, and you finished the song. I won. You won. I won it. Do you, I think, won the a crying, badge. Do you think the crying helped a bit? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. That's well, why I did it. That is the, <laughs> the that is the sweetest scenario I've ever heard. That you're you were on stage, this sweet, adorable little girl singing this unbelievable song. You you forget the words, you start crying, and then your dad mm. walks on stage, holds your hand. What, does he whisper anything to you or just hold no, your... No, he's just, he's just like there. What? Yeah. Does no one else feel like that's the loveliest thing? I've, that's it so, was cute. It's and then so cute. A few years later, I sang it again at like an actual talent um, like showcase thing. Sure. And the same thing. I didn't forget the words, but I, I sang it and it was like the best feeling ever. Like winning X Factor was the best feeling ever. But I remember the first time I sang this song properly and I felt older and I was just... I just felt like a different person, even though I was like eight. Because you knew you, you knew your voice. <laughs> I just for knew it. I was, yeah, getting better. And my dad came to watch me, and like all my family came, and it was, I was so nervous. And at the end, when I did it and I'd done it right, my dad just ran up on the stage, tripped over the stage, so he fell flat on his face. I've got the video somewhere, and just grabbed me for like thirty seconds, squeezed me. I could not breathe, just in front of the whole. Theatre. It was. Where was this? It was so embarrassing, though. But this was no. At this time, I was like, okay, it's embarrassing now. I don't need your hand anymore. Yeah, yeah. where's Definitely my agent? Where's my agent? Get him. Yeah. Get, where's, where's my manager? Get him away from me, this guy. <laughs> I just remember being so embarrassed, but I look back at it now and I just, it was so nice. Yeah. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But it's, it's amazing as well. I was, I, when I was young, I was entered into, guess what competition I was entered into? This is no word of a lie. I had a nanny, a girl yeah. called Julie. A nanny competition? No, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't entered into a nanny competition. No, I was like... <laughs> Four. Never even heard of a nanny competition. <laughs> There's no such thing as a nanny competition. I was just put into a competition. Guess what competition? Mm. Go on, I'll give you two guesses. Go on. It's How easy. old were you? Three. Like a dance competition? No. Second guess? Probably Karaoke? Like, no. No. Francis gone. Cross dressing? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Obviously, cutest baby. Cutest baby. Oh. Yeah, obviously. That was right. on the tip of your mm, tongue. Not yeah, I was, quite. I was ending to the cutest baby competition and I, and I came third. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. wow. What an achievement. Out of three? No, not out of three. <laughs> out of a whole bunch of babies. How many? 400. <laughs> Four, really? 400 yeah. babies? Obviously, not 400 oh. babies in the room. I thought you were serious then. <laughs> but that's the only competition I did. But with these competitions, right? So you, you won this one when you were eight years old. And then what was the next step? Like how Because you, did you have any training? Did you have anything? Or were you just natural? No, I've always been able to sing. But I did have like a few singing lessons just to make myself better, really. Like harmonies and Help different your things. And yeah, breathing and all that technical stuff. So... I had singing lessons can, when I was about yeah eight. Can you can you do the scales? Yeah. Right so can I. Can you? Yeah, yeah. Do Come we, on. Okay. <clears throat> do we? Okay. I get I get a bit nervous when I do this. <laughs> if I'm honest, we won't look if it helps. I don't mind. You can look. It's okay. Let's get a little bit nervous. Here we go. <clears throat> Good. That is good. What's that actually? That is good. Okay. Why do you go on X Factor? Okay, I'm going to try and sing a song. Actually, this is generally, I can actually 100% try and sing a go song. <clears throat> this is me. 100%. Wait, 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 wait do we get to choose serious. the song? I, gonna, I swear my life I'm going to be serious. Yeah. I swear my life. I'm going to sing, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, I am going to be singing True Colors today. Uh, oh. My own version. And here I go. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> Here we go. I see your true colors shining. Let me do it one more time. Sorry, I got we a bit nervous. Here we go. This is me actually trying. I see your true colors shining. Wait, this is not. This is good. Is it good? Yes. Keep going. I see your true colors. And that's why I love you. So don't be afraid to let them show. I see ya, true colours. <laughs> do you know the rest of the words? Or? No, I don't know anything. Okay, this this is not bad. Can you do a scale upwards? Yeah, but I'm not doing it right now. I've got a really sore throat. You do have a little bit. I of do, a, I but do. it's kind of like a. It's I like genuinely a, have a sore throat. Otherwise, I'd. What happens when wrap this and stand on the table and do it for you? But what happens when <laughs> that happens when you have like a sore throat and you have to go out and perform? What do you do then? You, do, you can't take loads of like lockets and just. No, they don't work anyway. I imagine you just that, have to do nothing. I imagine that Louis Capaldi must have a sore throat a lot. The way he sings. I love him. I know, way. but do you know, I he's, am it sounds, with him. sounds yeah. like his voice is like, it sounds so like it's husky, straining. But I think that's just him. 
But do you think, I think that, that's just husky. Sounds like, like it hurts to sing like that. It does, yeah. But it's so fucking good and like. Yeah, oh. he's great. He's, yeah. he's actually hopefully coming on the, the podcast as well, which would be Is epic. he? Yeah, oh, I met him at the Brits and he was such a dude. And he kept rubbing it in that he lost. Yeah, no, I know. I said to him, so I was I was hosting the Brits uh, red carpet, and yeah. uh, he came past me, and I was told in my ear, said Lewis Capaldi, who I knew, and they said, okay, he got, he's been nominated for best newcomer or something. I think yeah. it was best newcomer. So I went, Lewis came over, and I went, Lewis, um, congratulations, best newcomer. How do you feel about being nominated? And he he had already found out because the nominations before that he'd already lost, and I didn't realise. Oh, so God. I was like, how was the nomination? He was like, I've lost, and I was like, no, no, but you've been nominated, and I kept pushing it because. I was like, no, you're obviously wrong. And so that's probably why he hasn't come on the podcast. But uh, he was a freaking dude, man. But oh, there was, he's great. But there was this thing, right? You know, when, as a singer, right, you're, you know, you're, your throat is your muscle and things mm. like that. And I have no idea, but I assume you have to constantly protect it and train it, right? Yeah, it is What hard. are you laughing at, Francis? What are you laughing Your throat is your muscle, right? <laughs> no, but it is. It's it your, is a muscle. Your voice box. No, but it's your, it's your, it's your. Whole, yeah, like it's a yeah. muscle. It is a muscle. You have I know, to it's like. It's funny the way you put it. Train it like your throat is your muscle, right? <laughs> <laughs> but how do you? You mean I think what you meant to say is your throat is your your instrument. Yeah. Well, no, I more think that like you're it's like a runner. You have to like train yeah. it and rest and train and rest. And, and and how what happens if you do have a sore throat and you have to go and perform or what um, do you do then? You kind of just have to do it anyway. <laughs> Uh, there's no like getting out of it unless you literally cannot speak apparently there's something there's been stuff you can drink which helps your throat yeah there's well. a few things but uh, to be fair a lot of it doesn't work like it's mm. great for like a short term outcome but if you really want your throat to get better then you just have to rest and not talk but that's like that's... steaming I do a lot of steaming oh yeah and like I have a nebulizer, which is like this little portable steamer thing I have a nebulizer. yeah do you have great. asthma no you just use a nebulizer. Just use it, yeah. Yeah, I, I have a nebulizer. Okay, so then you were young, you were doing these talent competitions. That was a little tangent you liked. <laughs> hey, listen, <laughs> JV basically doesn't have asthma, but he thinks it's cool. <laughs> I have. So he, he, so I used he, to pretend I had asthma when I was Yeah, like so he five. pretends he has asthma and he's 30. I'm not pretending. <laughs> I have asthma. I have asthma. I have a nebulizer. You I, really want to have asthma. Like, why would I want to have <laughs> asthma? Because you think the nebulizers are cool. No, I don't. It's like an accessory for you. <laughs> it's not like an accessory it's not like it's not like you carry it around it's like an affectation a nebulizer is like a mini computer whenever, like, you're, whenever you're on Instagram story you're like sorry it's my, <laughs> my nebulizer my asthma you're a joke it's not true hey I mean, everything that I say is truthful okay so you're do you like the way that I, basically what happens in this podcast I mm. I, I Bring it back to the narrative. It's very clever. So it's back, like a storytelling. Yeah, yeah. Love we it. we go through your life, and, and it's a storybook. So you're eight years old. You've done all these talent competitions. Uh, you've realised you've got this great voice. You had a little bit of training. What happens next then? Because did you start doing all the shows at your school? What What was the next step to start to build towards this um, career that you wanted, obviously, do? Yeah, I just started going to a theatre school, which was like it wasn't musical theatre. It was just like a bit of fun after school. Um, and because I didn't enjoy school very much, I used to just try and do a lot of that as much as possible. My mum used to just send me to these things just to make me, like, happy after school. And um, I just started doing the shows. So we'd have, like, a show every quarter of the year, um, just sang solos, and you just got to pick whatever song you wanted to sing and in front of, like, a, the audience, like the mums and dads, basically. And I just did loads of them. And 
started when I got a bit older like 14 15 started doing like open mics mm. um just random places I just what, go. It, like just go there by yourself yeah like I, my family would come with me and then you can just get up and sing so Are I just you, how do you have the hey, ball? you should take your true colors oh yeah <laughs> to, to, the, to the open mic to an circuit. open mic like listen I mean People would just go crazy. So I wouldn't, I, just, I can't do that to them. Yeah. But you, so you're this timid little sweet girl and you would go in, in front of these people and do an open mic night. Yeah, but for me, that was like my release. So I just didn't, obviously I got nervous, but it's like that good nervous, like the little butterflies and the excitement. And I wanted to show people and because I wanted to be a singer so much, I would do everything I could. Um, I didn't eventually end up busking but I want I tried to get a license of busking I used to just do weddings I used to sing anywhere anyone ever asked me to just so people could hear me where does that drive and passion come from though where because because just like, within like it's just what I've always I've just not liked school I didn't like anything I ever did I didn't want to do anything else it was just singing do you know what's so funny about that I think I've said this before but I'll say it again I, uh, that I, I'm with you do, you're probably the same as me which is just so similar uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you like babies um, mm. <laughs> yes you do I love them when they cry uh, <laughs> but anyway so uh, <laughs> I think that the reason why you potentially didn't like school is because it, it kind of, I think school system fails individuals, right? So it definitely failed me in a sense where you probably weren't good at certain subjects and so then you fail them and you're not good. So you're saying the school failed you, you didn't fail school. 100%. No. Yeah, it freaking failed me. Do you know what? School is a very like controversial topic, but I really feel like, like the, the opinions people have on schools because for me, I could sit here and say that like, I did not like school one bit. I didn't do very well in like the creative subjects like art, dance. I did really well. English, I did well at as well. It's not really hard though. That's the same as yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. English is freaking hard. <laughs> do you think? What well, did you do? English lit or language? Oh God, I just did the normal one. Whatever. Oh, I, GCSE I, is. I didn't do. Oh, I did both. A-level. Yeah, I did. I did both of them. But I, I wasn't was smart enough to do both. Oh, nor was I. Just <laughs> wanted just to do it. Chance. Did it in my spare time. Did it last year. I was a mature student. Wow. <laughs> What did you get in your A-levels? I got BCD, and then I retook them and got BCD. I yeah. got the same one. Did you? Like, yeah, yeah. School, you failed me. Yeah, I did fail me. But I'm with you, Louisa, because basically I saw this amazing thing with this guy called Ken... I want to say Ken Robinson or something like that, who talks Ken about... Dodd. No, Ken Robinson, who talks about creativity, right? Mm. And the problem with the school system is that uh, science is important, history is important, English, math, those things, but creativity is seen as second best. And a lot of the... In, in the UK only, that happens. In every other country around the world, it is seen as just as the important. Thing, yeah, the yeah. best thing. And this guy <laughs> told this amazing story of his... I wouldn't say it's just the UK. I think... I think uh, UK, I, I think it really is. I, maybe I mean, I've been to school in... in America, I've been in schools in France. But America it's takes drama massive. Maybe not, not really. Every, no. Not in every state, maybe. But like, no, no, I say private schools. Yeah, it's different over there. And then, they, and then, sort of liberal arts universities. But it's more like it's more formulaic and and, and well, rigid at uh, state school level. But there was this amazing thing with this guy called Ken gave this talk about creativity, and he said that uh, this is how important creativity is. He said his wife is a ballerina, has been her entire life. She's incredible, but she was very bad at school, very bad at lessons, all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And her parents were brought in for a chat by the headmaster. Headmaster <coughs> sat them down in the room and had a chat with them about uh, her failings and said, your daughter's not doing very well in school, she's failing everything. 
And they went, okay. And he said, well, can you come with me for a second? And they took the parents outside the room. And as he left, he pressed play on a music machine and shut the door. And he said, watch this. And they looked in through the window and his daughter got, their daughter got up and started dancing. He said, your daughter's not sick. She's not stupid. She's not failing. She's a dancer. Send her to dancing school. They sent her to dancing school. She was a ballerina her entire life. She then wrote play, plays with Lloyd Webber. And then he said, now she's a millionaire. And one teacher would have said, she's sick. And failing, and another teacher said she's a dancer, and it's that sliding doors yeah. thing would happen to so many different people out there that you were lucky enough that you had your parents. Yeah, to, my parents yeah. were like a big support. I have a similar story. It's not quite as like as long touching. and boring as mine. No, it's <laughs> that one's quite really touching. But I was in math class, and I hate math so much. I I just can't do it. I didn't understand it. I didn't get it. And um, I was in a math class once and my teacher said to me, like, I wasn't listening. I was probably being a bit, like, rude. You know how it is, like, just couldn't be bothered to listen, whatever. And he came up to me and he said, you really need maths, you know. And I was like, being rude, like, no, I don't. And he was like, you do? And I was like, no, I don't. I was like, I'm a singer. Why do I need maths? Like, what am I going to do apart from count money or... Like, <laughs> yeah, that's my answer. I was being yeah, like, yeah, quite yeah. rude. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was just, yeah. When people try to tell me that I need something and I know in my heart that I will... If I want something, I will get it. Don't tell me what I'm going to need that. in my Love life. That. Like, don't. On the subject of maths, yeah. um, it's time for the question of the week. Are you oh. going to just cut straight off from that I was, beautiful story? I was story. going on a good story yeah. there. Yeah, he thought your story was shit. <laughs> I thought it was finished. Yeah. No! <laughs> yeah. Hey, just to touch on that, hey, I'm totally with you, but I, I love the fact that you have that uh, amazing passion in you where you mm. will just go, if, if someone tells me I can't get it, I'm going to go out and get it. Yeah, it without just makes me more like, I need to get it now, just to prove everyone wrong. So anyway, I was Sorry like, to cut you being off. a bit of a bitch. And he was like, oh, you do really need it. You really do. And I was just like, <clears throat> whatever, I'm not listening to you. I'm not doing my work now, whatever, bye. And anyway, like, he never heard me sing before. And when I went on X Factor, I don't know how I found this Facebook status, but he had tweeted to always, not tweeted, he had put a status up to all his friends saying, like, it was like two paragraphs long, like, this Louisa Johnson, um, she was in my maths class she wasn't that great at math. She didn't like it, blah, 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 blah. She kept telling me and telling me every single class how much she wanted to be a singer and, and holding my hands up, I never believed her. And now this girl has gone on to uh, go on X Factor and I think she's amazing and I've never heard this voice before and all this stuff and I can't remember the exact words he used. But he, like, caved in and he was like, you know what, I'll never say to another student ever again, like how much they need something when mm. they have in their heart, like what they already know. And I just thought, oh, that's like, that's he didn't need great, to say yeah. that. You know what teachers are like? They yeah. want you to work hard and that's important too. But when someone really knows, I think it's important to just follow that like thing inside of you, whatever it is. Like yeah. if you want to work in medicine, like, and that makes you happy, then just do it. Like whatever it is. Dude, I'm totally with you without a doubt. I think that, and what a, that is a, Pretty badass story. I didn't know you wanted to work in medicine. I do. I really, really want to work in medicine. I'm going to go and do it now. Um, but what is amazing about that is that that teacher, because uh, what I think teachers forget or people forget is that uh, when you're younger, you hold on to things and you remember things. Yeah. And your inner child never forgets it. So that teacher saying you're never going to do it, you're going to fail, that will stick with you. And he may not know that. Mm -hmm. But the fact that he actually said, shit, I was wrong. Yeah, and, and I was like... And that means the world, part right? part of me was like, hmm, told you. Yeah. But then another part of me was like, oh no, that's just like really mature and mm. what people should be like and people should take note of that. Follow your dreams and go for it without a doubt. That's, yeah. Lisa Johnson, you, you should 
just run for something. President. Yeah, yeah, run for president. That would be a good idea. Yeah, run for president. Uh, did you did you poke the teacher or like it or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, I liked it. And then I messaged him saying thank you. And he was like, oh, this is great. Blah, blah, blah. I'm happy for you. It's cool. So, yeah, we've made up now. Right, Francis, time for the quest of the week. <laughs> what? How many um, kilos are in a stone? Oh God! Why, God. I, the funny thing in the world, okay, okay, is what we're going to do together, okay? How many kilos are there in a stone? Yeah. Okay. We both don't know. The, I have that. We I have no idea. That. But the funny, the funniest thing about this is, <clears throat> on three, we're going to say the number, and it could be so far apart from each other, we have no idea. I could try and like. How many kilos are in a stone? Okay. So on three, we're going to say it, and that's our answer. Okay. Okay, you ready for this? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go for it. One, two, three, five. eight. Look at him just looking at his You weird. said one, two, and three. No, I said uh-huh. eight. I said... Wait, wait, which one is it? You can't say four different answers. <laughs> I said one, two, three, which is the counting into it. Then I said eight. And Louisa said five. I think it's in between, man. I think it's going to be six. I think it's six, too. I yeah. was going to say six. Shit, we're so connected. Well, you will find out <laughs> in part two. No. Yeah, we oh. find, that's why you've got to stick around. God. Yeah, that's the real hook we have. That is so annoying. Yeah, we have the hook. Right, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to uh, read you my diary, which is uh, very exciting. <clears throat> so this is what I've been up to. Saturday. If you haven't been to Brazil, you should go to Brazil. The people, culture, food is all Brazilian and very lovely at the same time. I honestly fitted into Brazilian life like a last puzzle piece fits into a complicated jigsaw at Christmas. Obrigada, aqui, bom dia, or just a few of the words I mastered while out there with my friends. <laughs> we arrived in Sao Paulo. My friend and I, not me, and my ego, and I, what? What? <laughs> We arrived at Sao Paulo, my friend and I, not me and my ego, and spent a few glorious days there soaking in the culture as well as too many caipirinhas. We then travelled some direction on a compass to a hidden beach resort to actually have the ceremony of the wedding. It was beautiful, magnificent, glorious, wholesome, fabulous and energised, grounding. I can keep going. The wedding was full of love. And after the activities, we retired back to our little beach house for some rest. Now, it was rather late at night, and I found, a way, I found my way home, stumbling through the dark as there's no lights at night. Only the light of the moon and the burning desire in my heart. What, what desire? You were good at English, weren't you? <laughs> Told you. <laughs> <laughs> I entered my room, felt around, and fumbled my way into bed and fell asleep. I dreamt of love, passion, and life until I was suddenly awoken by shouting and hitting. I was startled, not knowing what was going on, until I looked across and realised that this wasn't my room at all, but one of the bride's friends called Nicholas, whose room I had stumbled upon. I sat up, spoke to him, calmed her down and apologised for my mistake, explained the situation, and he laughed. We didn't even mention the fact that I was naked the entire time. Man, I love Brazil. (laughs) That's a good little... Yeah, you like it. How did it end? Nicholas was a great guy. He was a great guy. He was a really lovely. He was a model as well. He was a model from. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, model. Uh, Right, everyone. uh, That's the end of part one. Hey, Louis, you enjoying yourself? Yes. I'm ready for part two already. Oh, oh well. Well, get you better be ready. Oh, I will. I will see you in a second, team. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) 
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code GLOW.